Welcome to the Extremely Live podcast. Uh, This is another pleb story where I talk to uh, just regular people who found Bitcoin to kind of understand that whole process. I'm interested in kind of maybe pulling lessons from that. But uh, today I'm here with uh, another No Agenda listener uh, and podcaster in their own right, Sir Spencer of the Bowl After Bowl podcast. Welcome. Thank you. Uh, Good to thank, be here. Yeah, thank you so much for doing it. I'm, I'm excited. You're, uh, I see you all over No Agenda Social, actually. Yeah, yeah. You're, uh, you're, uh, you're, uh, you're, uh, you're uh, a knight, yes. Indeed, yes. Very cool. Yeah, I've been a knight cool. since 2017. I was one of the uh, 20,000 knights that got knighted on the 10th <laughs> anniversary show. So. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'm I'm working my way there. I'm working my way there. Very nice. Yeah, I just started donating after being a a douche for a very long time. I was in my like uh donation, I said I was uh I've been there since episode 1 and I could tell it crushed Adam and John a little bit. Nah. <laughs> There's still losers out there. That's wild. <laughs> to donate. Man. I know, I know. It's a long time to ride, dude. I know. I feel terrible. I feel terrible. But uh, let's talk about you. Let's talk about you. This is, uh, I love No Agenda, but this is about you, brother. All right. Uh, so where are you from originally? I usually start there. I grew up here in the Kansas City area. Nice. So I've, I've lived in Missouri my whole life, one place or another. But cool. um, I grew up just north of the city. On like the southern edge of nowhere, it's like where nowhere <laughs> starts, but it's not quite in the middle of nowhere, you know. Right, right. <laughs> um, went to yep. school at Mizzou and dropped out in 2011. Gotcha. I was like, uh, I was kind of like a degree hopper, you know. Yeah. I went there for journalism because you don't know what to do. Yeah. Right. You go to college because you get like decent test scores and grades your whole life, and people mm-hmm. are like, oh, you have to go to college. It's like the only way to not be a dumb shit and you're like okay i guess all right that's what i'm gonna do and then they'll you know you're like what should i do and everybody in your life from your parents to your counselor is like well you you can be whatever you want to be you know and so it's like well that really narrows it down um i did journalism in high school because my high school had a journalism program oh cool i was in that basically because in journalism you could get your friends out of class at any time (laughs) for an interview you know or uh, if you were with like the broadcast networks or the yearbook or anybody, anybody like that, mm. you could hop in your car, go into town and sell ads, you know, for the paper or for the network or whatever. So wow. it was like, there was a lot of cool perks and a lot of, uh, trust was put into the students in the journalism program, you know? Mm. So that's where I started out and thrived in high school and made like a five minute daily news segment for like the school TV news, you know? So I was anchor on that for a while. Um, and I just was like, well, I've been doing that. Might as well do that in college, you know? Yeah. So I went, Mizzou has like the flagship journalism program over there. They're oh, like wow. the first, first J school ever. Oh, wow. So they're very proud of it. So I tried that out and everybody was like, like all the professors at Mizzou my first year were like, oh yeah, journalism, it's like dying. Welcome. <laughs> have a great time there's no jobs when you get out we were like oh that sucks (laughs) yeah really 
So I changed majors. I went to psychology because I thought, well, that's interesting. And like, I can take classes about drugs, which is cool. <laughs> and then I kind of was like, nah. psych majors are kind of in it to find out what's wrong with them, I think. Yeah. Or that was like the sense I got. That's so funny. My craziest roommate in college was a psych major. Yeah, there was a lot of students I felt that were just kind of like trying to get their own inside track or something, you know, like self-diagnosed through, through a major. <laughs> I was like, yeah, maybe not. So then I switched <laughs> majors to uh, something called peace studies. Oh, wow. Which is technically an interdisciplinary degree, but like the specialty is peace studies. Wow. Interesting. And I was enrolled officially as a peace studies major for like a semester. And I kind of like reevaluated my life and my choices and i was like <laughs> i was paying for it all myself i was on gonna loans. say that's like that sounds like, like a major where you realize what you're paying for my parents took out parent loans on the condition that i would pay them back too mm. so like it was all i was on the hook for every dollar yeah and i got over 50 grand and debt racked up and i was yeah. like you don't need a degree to be a fucking hippie, right? So I, <laughs> so I ended up dropping out of Mizzou and uh, just working on paying all that back and and digging out of debt. Yeah, um, that's the debt's the worst, man. It's yeah. it's it's God. I I I paid for my own school as well, and yeah, that that can be crushing. Like, yeah, I threw a lot of money in it with like absolutely nothing to show for it. Which, <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure there's things you pulled that influenced you there's a a nice network that i made and yeah. uh connections and um and i met my, my wife Lori in there there you go at mizzou as well so like it wasn't all a waste completely right. but like as far as the institution itself like like none of the cool things that happened to me happened to me in a lecture you know in a <laughs> yeah, classroom <totally>. setting <laughs> yeah a hundred percent how long so, were you there uh i did two and a half years i guess so i gotcha. did like five semesters gotcha and that's i pretty a, much that's the, a big the, decision was it like were you were you worried about it when you decided to, to drop out or no or, no you were just not really i just was it. like you know i've like when i graduated high school i already was sort of uncertain of like what i mm -hmm. was gonna do or what my future was gonna be you know yeah. i was just kind of taking the path of least resistance in a lot of ways really totally and so when i decided to drop out basically i was like well this is going to be not really a dramatic change from what i'm already doing except it's going to be way less expensive <laughs> you know like i'm going to just start paying back these loans and like get out of debt yeah. which that's another thing that kids worry about and stay in school longer is because like all of the payments are deferred while you're in school so right. They're like, oh, I don't want to make payments. I'm going to stay in. And then you, that's how that hole gets dug. And yeah. for me, I was like, you know, I could just cut my losses now, save myself like an extra 30K or something, mm. and just say, nah, like, let's just start paying it off. Like, let's just wave the white flag. You know, I'm not going <laughs> to, there's no degree that's going to get me like some kind of career path right. from where I'm bouncing around. You know, journalism was probably the best bet. And yeah. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't want to work in the journalism field, oh you know? Believe like, me, you wouldn't. I mean, I'm in New York City, which is like media central. And sure. I, I work at a big media company. I don't want to say the name because 
they'd probably hate me if they knew who I really was <laughs> and that would be the end of my job. Yeah. And uh I I suspect something similar would be your fate, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, they gave us at least the courtesy of like putting us in those like soft jobs as we mm-hmm. went through the program. So like um they touted as the Missouri method there, but I'm sure there's like it's just like work experience while you're in college, you know. Yeah. Um like there's a student newspaper and then they also staff the local paper, the Missourian. So, um, and then there's like TV broadcast programs as well and yeah. different, pl- different things where while you're working on your major, you're also working in an actual job to get a taste for it and to get experience on your resume. And, uh, the stuff, the, what little I dabbled in, I hated a lot. And then <laughs> everybody who was like grades ahead of me, they were just bitching about the courses and like how much they sucked and the personality clashes and everything and i was like dude i really don't even want to be a part of this like (laughs) it's not gonna go well for me i'm just gonna change majors yeah i uh i went for the completely generic mass communication similarly to you i was kind of just not quite sure what i wanted to do um I mean, my parents were weird. They didn't even, they didn't push me to go to college. They, I was like homeschooled by religious weirdos. Nice. So it was like. I did five years at homeschool. Okay, nice. Yeah. So looking back now, I'm like, I, I'm appreciative of it just for the uh, separation from the programming that I. Definitely. That I received, yeah. which I, I, I like. Like but, I missed uh third through eighth grade, which is oh, probably wow. like the yeah. heaviest of the programming and totally. the most tumultuous socially, yeah. you know. So the, I like, like dodged... Empire Empire programming. Yeah, I dodged a lot of bullets. I didn't get the dare talk, I didn't get the <laughs> sex video, whatever everybody sees, like right. I didn't get uh everyone going through puberty at the same time. <laughs> I dodged a lot of bullets. And by the way, I've I've We've met a lot of podcast buddies on the No Agenda stream yeah. who are the same way. They're like uh, homeschooled at least some of the years. And, I, uh... I think that kind of – that's the one thing I've been uh, kind of noticing as a theme uh, doing these interviews is that people have to kind of have a, a starting point that kind of removes them from the narrative programming of – just being a regular person there's like a little bit extra spice to them something like that like a little bit of homeschooling or just some weird tweak that kind of shifts their consciousness enough that they don't look at the tv as the arbiter of truth you know what i'm saying it's honestly like it's a testament to how well they do program all of us man it's like okay if you go to every year of public schooling and then you just go to the pipeline like you're in you're locked in totally nothing you can do about it no it's wild man yeah like very few escape yeah i'm trying to think like i i uh like you're saying like i didn't really know what i wanted to do i had uh my aunt gave us a video camera when i was a little kid for christmas i started making videos i really like making videos so I applied to one school and uh, for editing, basically. It was mass communication, but I was, I was like, well, I'll learn how to be an editor. Sure. And uh, same thing. Had no idea what else I was going to do. Didn't particularly like love it, but 
you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that's what I am now, an editor. So there you go. Uh, yeah, it's it's it is what it is, I guess. Like yeah, it's interesting. I uh I don't know. Like I don't know like who are these people that like have this super solidified idea of what they want to do early on and like I don't know man I think <laughs> it used to be it used to be like way more family businesses you know yeah. it used to be just like handed down or like you know you're you know like all of the tailors are tailors yeah. you know like all of the cobblers and shoemakers are those people you know yeah. like last names used to reflect family trades and totally. stuff I was always and, jealous of the kids who had like dads who had like businesses, you know what yeah, I mean? Like what same. an awesome like like Yeah, in. you don't got to you don't got to worry or wonder like what am I going to do? What do I got to be, you know? Yeah. Like carve your own uh just like carve your own career path out of like some dense jungle. Yeah. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> unknown. Yeah, that's how I always felt. My dad was in the printing industry for oh, since cool. before I was born and he always said never going to the printing industry. <laughs> yeah. so it's like, like that's where I had to start was just like, okay, well, I, I know I'm going to, I, I guess n- not one thing, but any other thing. Yeah. God. I don't that's know. Funny. But that's yeah, funny. for, for jobs, I've always been like, a just a wanderer, you know, mm-hmm. like a vagabond. Not really. I never really had a high tolerance for, like just like disrespect or like typical middle middle management like um you know and a lot of jobs especially when you're young and you're starting out the uh middle management wants to just direct you to do some things just because they can do that you know right or like they're in a position that they feel like either threatened or pissed off or whatever and so then they're gonna just make shit roll downhill on you <laughs> I never like I never had a taste for that even when I was like 16. And I walked out of a job at a grocery store. Like <laughs> some kids were dipshitting around on the forklift in the back, you know, and then they mm. ended up I don't know, they ended up like going into the walk-in fridge and like throwing gallons of milk at each other and all this <laughs> bullshit, right? Like they just created this big mess and all this damage and shit. And so like everybody got punished for what these three dipshits did, you oh, know? Oh man. So, like, everybody that was on that shift and, like, um, pretty much everybody in the, in the department, like, all the bag boys, there was, like, we're not going to let you go to the break room on your break. We're not going to oh, let you geez. have a locker in the back. All of this shit, you know? And I was, like, it's, like, look, I didn't do anything. I didn't yeah. participate in this absolute at stupidity, you know? Like, <laughs> there wasn't – I wasn't one of those guys, so – Damn. Like, you're really going to tell me I can't go to the break room for my break? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, all right, well, you need me to finish out the week or do you want me <laughs> just be done now? Because I'm not going to work here anymore. That's great. That's a lot of a lot of that going on right now. People just being, like, fed up. Like, I don't think they are quite realized. I th- in my opinion, it's because, like, inflation is now getting so bad enough that people are realizing they don't make any fucking money. Yeah. It's like, why am I here anyway? Yeah. Like I was just watching this article or article, this uh, YouTube video uh, about, uh, it's pretty good. I subscribed to the channel. It's called like China insights or something like that. Okay. And it was, uh, it was basically uh, kind of following up on that live flat movement. Do you remember they were they're talking about that on no agenda a million years ago? It brings a bell, but I'm it's not like, sh- 
basically just young people being like, no matter how hard I work, uh, I can't, I'm never going to be able to own a house oh, or whatever. So yeah, like, fuck I know it. what you're talking about. Just lay down and die. Exactly. Uh, well, like that's, that, uh... it's, it's moved on to exactly what you're saying. Like now it's called the let it rot movement where they're like, fuck it. Oh my God. It's <laughs> one of my favorite, uh, like meme series is this dude that does obvious plant. Oh just yeah. Like yeah. the, those like toys that are like fake toys. <laughs> they just put some places, you know? And one of my favorites is like give up. And it's this dude laying down and he's got like all this moss grow, <laughs> like glued to him. You know, it's like an action figure, but a guy's got moss. And just like, awesome. let lie down in the woods and let the moss overtake you. <laughs> that's the, that's the essence of that movement right there. That's like I seriously. just think of that every time. I, I like, I was, I showed it to a friend and I'm like, we don't have like the words for it the way they do. Like, but that energy is here, man. Yeah. Like, like the Wendy's, like just everyone quit. See you later. Yeah. Like, dude, it's, it's not good. They're, people I was, are realizing like, they're getting the shit under the stick. I was always willing, you know, to do good work and mm-hmm. like, um, I was motivated and I, w- I would always learn like all the different jobs, even stuff that wasn't mine so that I could right. fill in if I needed to, or I could do something quickly or like get another department to help me if I was in a bind or if they mess my shit up, then I could like help them help me fix it all. And, you know, before like the customer finds out or before <laughs> like shit hits the fan and everything gets worse, you know, like right. that was always like my MO and jobs and stuff. But some people come at you with some nonsense and, I've always I've always viewed employment as a two way street. Like this isn't yeah. you you're not buying me for seven fifty an hour or whatever it is, you know. <laughs> right. Like like I am selling you my time for this pre negotiated price. And if I don't like the deal, I also can walk. Like right. Missouri is an at will employment state, you know. So it's like I don't have to have a reason to just get out the door. Like Yeah. They they uh tried to make me wear this hairnet at the cookie shop. <laughs> And it just was like, uh, in my county, in the food rags, the bandana I'd been wearing was totally fine. And mm-hmm. I'd been wearing it and taking great care of my hair. And they hired this new chick who kept getting hairs in the cookies. And so because of her, again, this is a the fucking theme, right? Like, yeah. So because of her actions, now I have to change what I'm doing. I have to wear this dumbass hairnet. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I've been, I've been working here for almost a year. Wearing the bandana, I've never got a single hair complaint. I've made like hundreds of thousands of cookies. <laughs> and you're going to tell me, I'm like, I'm not doing it. I'm not wearing it. I'm going to yeah. follow county health code and wear the bandana. I got in my face about it. Like this former wrestler dude, you know, <laughs> like gets in my face about it and like pull and talk about rank and shit. And I'm like, rank this, make the fucking dough yourself, man. And I walked out, walked out the back door and never worked there again. It's like, I don't give a shit like what power you think you have over me, man. Like I was born and yeah. you were born. So we're two people. Yeah. Yeah. That's not a good energy to be around for sure. No way, dude. I've gotten fairly lucky. I've only had a couple bosses where I'm like, this fucking sucks. No way. Yeah. Like for the most part, people are all right. Sometimes they ask a little too much of you. Like, yeah, like that's annoying. But for I the try most to be part, I try to be realistic about like expectations and stuff like that and what yeah. I can and can't do, but yeah. Yeah. There's, there's some freaks out there though, for I, sure. 
had some weird and wild jobs, man. <laughs> I've done all kinds of shit. Yeah, you you reminded me. I also worked at a grocery store, and then uh, there were these maintenance guys from the uh, insurance company next door that always come in, that like goofing around and making jokes and stuff. Yeah, and they kept like, "Come work for us! Come work for us!" So I was like, "All right, I'll I'll apply." And he's like, "You're gonna make way more money." So I applied, and I ended up. I always tell people it's my favorite job. I was just a janitor, basically, at an nice. insurance company. But it was at night, and uh, everybody, you know, all the people would leave, and it was just me, like picking up garbage and cleaning. And it was almost like zen-like. Totally. I'd just have my headphones in and like listen to a podcast and clean. And yeah, it ended up being like not a terrible job, even though on paper, you know, it's you know, uh, supposedly demeaning or whatever, you know? Yeah. I hate that, uh, societal stuff. Like, yeah. uh, I wish I would have learned to trade and gone to tech school or something, you know, like, yeah, my little brother's doing it right now. And I'm so glad, man. I'm so glad he's like, he's going to college, but he's like trying to become an elect electrician basically. Yeah. And I'm like, good for you, man. Totally. Who knows yeah, what the, the deal is going to be to have a marketable skill. Cause none of these, uh, and none of these liberal arts majors have a marketable skill, you know? They just have a degree that says they, they did the thing. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And they're supposedly smart. <laughs> like, that's... Right. I mean, that's the thing, too. It's so know? annoying. Like, yeah. Like, I can show you some test scores in high school. It'll be like, oh, wow, cool. But what, <laughs> yeah. does it, what does it mean? Like, it never meant anything to me, no. even, like, at the time when I got them, you know? I know, yeah. Super it always weird. meant... It always meant stuff to like other people, you know. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm just like, what does it even do for me though? Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm building bubbles on a fucking Scantron, like. Oh God, the Scantron. It means it means nothing to me. Yeah, it's a weird thing. Like all these, yeah, all these sorting mechanisms we all have to participate in. Yeah. It's uh, not ideal. Well, that's interesting. We have a kind of a similar experience, I think. Did you stick around Missouri because you like it? Uh, yeah, actually, you know, the more I travel, I traveled a lot. Um, yeah. When I was in college, I was uh, the vice president and then eventually president of the chapter of Normal at Mizzou, MU Normal. Oh, cool. So I went around like lobbying for drug law reform, and I always went to the national conferences and stuff. Like, the school would put budget us to like fly out there for on their dime and stuff like that. Like nice. the organization, so. All of that stuff was pretty cool, and like I kind of, I always wanted to get the hell out of Kansas City, you know, mm -hmm. when I graduated. And then the mm -hmm. more places that I traveled to, the more I was like, you know, Kansas City is actually pretty cool as far <laughs> yeah. as cities go, you know. Like, and I saw New York City a number of times. Um, one of my best friends from college lived out in Massachusetts, and then my wife's also from there, so saw Boston, New York City, with them a lot, and mm -hmm. uh, then on the west coast we went to the the cannabis cup the medical cannabis cup in 20 i want to say 15 oh, i was cool. the was in uh oh man now i'm getting all my california cities messed up it's, <laughs> it's like uh it's like a little east of la um i keep I wanting know, to say cupertino but... but that's like the bay area where oh, apple yeah. is i did go there for i worked for apple for a little bit and was oh, trained cool. out there um but yeah, like the California cities, I wasn't really woo-wooed about um, yeah. Portland. Portland was like all right the first time I went, like way back in 09, you know? Mm -hmm. And even then, people on the train, when, tram, the, mm -hmm. we were like taking the tram into the city, and people were like, 
oh, you think Portland's pretty cool, huh? Well, don't tell your friends, you know? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, don't get, don't move out here. We're full. <laughs> Fuck you. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, I had a similar experience of just one. I'm, I'm from upstate New York, and it's like all dairy farms and, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of land. And, uh, you know, at the time, you don't appreciate that shit when you're a kid. You're just bored. Yep. But, man, now I've been living in New York City for, I think, like six years now. All I want is fresh air and trees. Like, it's no all doubt. I, I'm, like, starving for it. Yep. It's it's crazy how you you don't appreciate that stuff when you're little, but then when you get yeah. away from it, you're like, no, there, it was pretty sick to just run outside and do whatever the fuck you wanted for yeah, eight hours man. straight. Run through a creek and all that kind of shit. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Bring your GI Joes to like a like a dug up root system of a tree and make it a fort. <laughs> yeah, just man. You chill never out know. in the nature. Never know how good you have it until That's like right. until you this get is, outside of it and get another perspective. This is true. Now I'm like paying twenty dollars for a cup of coffee, surrounded by oh concrete. It's like Jesus. Yeah. It's only getting crazier by the day, too. New York is wild, man. It is. Every time I've been there, I've always been like, I don't know how you'd live here, man. It's, it's like that concrete jungle thing. It's real. Like people call it the concrete jungle and yeah. city that never sleeps and all that. Like. It's yeah. true, man. When you go, when you lie down in your head, and that's the thing. I think that over time, you probably get somewhat used to some aspects of it. But mm-hmm. like, uh, I only like stayed. I only slept in New York City like two or three times. I've been there probably. Yeah, a, it's pretty a dozen wild or so. Trying to sleep when you first get here. It's like you fall asleep and you're still aware that like everybody's up still. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, ten million people on that island and like four of them are still wandering around, you know, yeah. like four you're, million you're trying to sleep still... and there's a fist fight downstairs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That kind of energy. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. Yeah. We, I've lived in some, uh, sketchy parts of Brooklyn for sure. I remember one time I was just sitting in my bedroom. All of a sudden I see this guy like frantically running, like, like it's kind of like scary energy. And they barged, he just ran into a, a apartment building and then like six cop cars rolled up and they all get out, guns drawn, everything, looking around and I'm like, oh my God, I got to, I have to tell him. And I like yelled down, like he ran into that, you know, apartment building. He clearly didn't live there, clearly yeah. did something, you know, I don't know what, I, if they're pulling their guns, it's got to be something. Although who knows these days, yeah, I don't but know, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Might have got an innocent know. man killed. <laughs> probably bad probably yeah. who knows yeah this is true yeah. yeah i didn't i didn't have that thought back then but um yeah you don't see that uh, in upstate new york every day i'll say that it's like yeah i, I we're in a pretty chill ne- quiet neighborhood now which is nice that's good but, but uh and there's there is a lot of cool stuff about the city and blah blah yeah. blah and of course blah 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 but there's a lot of shitty stuff too that New Yorkers like to pretend uh, doesn't suck until after they leave. And then they're sure. like, oh, yeah, that kind of did suck. <laughs> that <laughs> element, those 10 elements. <laughs> like, sure. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. That's interesting. So you've been around. You like where you're at. That's good. Uh, uh, so tell me, when did you when did you first hear about Bitcoin? Wow, I think the first time I heard about Bitcoin was uh oh man, 
man, I want to say that my roommate was telling me about that um, in the very early days. Yeah. Like uh, 2009 or 10. Yep. Uh, and I, you know, didn't even know what it meant or anything about it. You know, mm-hmm. I just heard it referenced and talked about. Um, and then I think Silk Road was sort of like what I heard about, you know. Oh, that makes like sense. Like you can buy drugs on the internet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which um, there was some other site, like when we were freshmen in college, there's some sites like that where you could get like a lot of different weird research chemicals and stuff. Oh, wow. And there was just like PayPal, like they just mail it to your mailbox. <laughs> like my roommate did that to his student mailbox a few different times. And I was like, well, all right, hilarious. man, I'm glad it's all your shit, like your name <laughs> and all that. But that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but th- like those didn't last very long. No. And then Silk Road itself didn't even last really that long. No, but, yeah, it it was kind of here and gone pretty quick. Um, just yeah. as like, you know, the I think the anonymous anonymous aspects of like the claim that you were anonymous was kind mm-hmm. of uh, a little overblown, which right. makes sense for a public ledger, you know, and totally. Um, yeah, it takes some work to kind of figure out who's who, but it is definitely possible. Yeah, people with enough determination and resources, like it can be done. And yeah, it's I hard like to beat. Probably mining, I think, is the only way to like get a coin that no one knows is yours. I believe, but like outside of that, if you're buying or possibly even like trading with people. There's there's ways, unfortunately, for yeah. There's there's ways to trace it back, and then mm-hmm. it's so funny because everyone argues on this about like, oh, you know, you can wash them and coin join them, or you can uh, just buy non KYC from the beginning. But mm-hmm. uh, it's like the chain the chain analysis companies have uh, ways to kind of have a. a it's not like they can trace you back to this exact thing, but they can have a confidence score. And then the, right. the longer they're watching, that's kind of the whole trick is like, they're just like, all right, well we have a confidence score and we've narrowed it down to a certain number of UXTOs. So we're just going to keep watching them. Right. And then like, Oh, here's another hint that that ups our confidence score and narrows our search. Oh, here's another hint. Right. So it's just like a matter of, when it, they pick a moment in time, they seize upon, you know, this kind of area and they're like, all right, well, we're watching this. And then they just, they can just narrow it. Like it, the search doesn't get wider. Right. Search only goes narrower. So, right. You know, to think yeah. you're invincible when it comes to privacy and Bitcoin, I think is a fool's gambit. Yeah, for sure. I think, um, what's his name? Um, God, he is like a whistleblower guy. He's now in Russia. I can't think of his name. Oh, Snowden. Yeah, Snowden's talk talks about this a lot about how he he wishes core devs were more focused on the privacy aspects. Yeah, um, I I think that stuff's getting better all the time. But I also I don't know if you can ever really count on a silver bullet of privacy. You know. Yeah, I and I would say I. I don't really talk about when I'm trying to like sell, sell people on it. I don't even mention the privacy aspect just because I mean, it, it's true ish, but like, yeah. I don't want someone to think they can, you know, I don't know, fucking pay for a prostitute in Bitcoin or something. Right. You know what I mean? And like, I don't know. It's like, yeah, that's, that's Monero, something. bro. Monero, <laughs> yeah. <at> all, bro. <laughs> 
I don't know if that's the answer, but uh, God. That's what I keep getting told by people. I know. It comes up constantly. That's the one, like the Monero bros mm-hmm. come out all the Monero time bro. on Twitter. That's Monero so funny. Bro. Yeah, I uh, I guess what I, I heard about it pretty early on as well. Probably also Silk Road times, I would say. Did you, uh, did you buy early on or did you... Like I, what I tell people is I thought about it and then saw what you had to do. And I was like, oh, I'm too lazy for that. <laughs> Something that's like haunted me for ever since really is mm-hmm. I, the first time I ever interacted with Bitcoin was through faucets. And I just don't really uh, remember when that started. Like I know my roommate told me about some stuff and I know that I played with some faucets early on before I ever bought explain and, that because i don't think people know faucets sure so back in the day and these still exist by the way but they suck really bad nowadays mm. uh, back in the day there were plenty of what were called faucets which were just websites where you could go to and you would solve a captcha and you would watch an ad and then you would paste in a bitcoin address and then they would send you a m- amount of bitcoin that's amazing and, i mean in the <laughs> early days they would send you like a bitcoin that's insane like there were faucets that would send you a Bitcoin, dude. And that, it was like you know that was pennies for watching an ad back then. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like it wasn't like some unsustainable or crazy business practice. And right. that's another thing that people like kind of get fucked up in the head about with time and price points and all this. Like, like Bitcoin pizza guy, you know? <laughs> right. Oh, he spent ten thousand Bitcoin. Like, they're trying to say he spent like millions of dollars on a pizza, and that's not right. how it went down, you no, know? Like, no, yeah. He spent forty bucks on a p- on two pizzas, which was above the market price. But he wanted to do something novel, you know. Right. And that's what actually happened. Yeah. And like you can if to your dad about if he held on, if he held on. Like yeah. I can guarantee you that those ten thousand bitcoins or whatever it was were not his only bitcoins. Like I guarantee you, he didn't dump his entire nut yeah. on two pizzas. <laughs> but I also guarantee you, he probably sold it like. 25 or 50 bucks or something totally like, you know because he probably was not? like he probably was like oh it's so fucking much money and he yeah. probably sold a bunch of it you know and he's probably all right like everyone's like rolling it like oh, do you like lose sleep at night i saw him fucking anderson cooper asked the guy oh does that make it hard to sleep <laughs> it's like dude like oh you know, have some concept of like the yeah. value and the time and like you know God, is it hard for you, Anderson, to sleep at night? Lying yeah. for the establishment every day? <laughs> right. Being a piece of shill. <laughs> yeah, he's being a shill for scumbags. Oh God. God, yeah, that's a That's different probably story. the projection. He's probably yeah. like, I can't Honestly. sleep at night. I think yeah. this guy really has problems. <laughs> and the that's... guy's kind of like, no, I'm like a regular dude. <laughs> yeah. He probably is just like, he probably has like, fuck you, go off and die money, but he just doesn't tell anybody and nobody realizes that that's the perfect place to be like 100%. some multi-millionaire but you're like the guy that lost it all on two pizzas yeah, and yeah you're like, oh yeah point. that sucks man i like i threw my whole life away on two pizzas can't believe it yeah it is weird to me when people nowadays are like posting like tweets like i did it i got a full coin i'm like don't i know don't tell people like man like i'm happy for you man but like yeah Mm-mm. I know but, you're out. Like I know the fucking plebs are growing. I see the analysis posted of how many like 
wallets have a full coin in them now and that's yeah. like going up and up and up like it's you know awesome. we get it you're accumulating man but like yeah. yeah don't brag about how much bitcoin you have it's yeah, just don't brag just because it's, it's foolish gross, but also it's a bad idea it's man. not safe it's make yourself man. a target yeah it's not safe yeah no good no good um man that's funny people just want to prove although man they want to be like tell me i'm good tell yeah. me I'm, I'm a real bitcoin yeah. bro now man yeah. <laughs> gotta I'm get such those a likes. coiny boy <laughs> hey bitcoin twitter i'm very coiny boy <laughs> Yeah. Look at my laser eyes. Oh my god. Yeah. There's there's that. There is yeah. that. The laser eyes are cool as fuck looking. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. But my Abby has been the same uh on Twitter and then on NOS too now since like inception. And like I think I had one other Twitter uh icon or whatever, but when I took that picture, it's been my Abby ever since. Like yeah. no exceptions. And I'm not really fixing to change it. And you can't see my eyes because I'm facing away from the camera, but I've had laser eyes the whole time. <laughs> They're spiritual the laser eyes. Yeah, before it was like a big fad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, a lot of those early guys, I mean, who could have known, you know, the price would have gone up so much? I mean, right. I mean, that's what to me makes bitcoin so exciting and interesting just the fact that it's like against all odds and how improbable it is that it, it it's like real just on its face you know what i mean yeah. like no one knew or tried or did anything like there's no no one's advertising it you know what i mean there's no yeah. like there's no uh shitcoin PR department for Bitcoin beyond people just wanting to talk about it. Right. Like there's no, you know, the, the, there's no one going on CNBC specifically to pump Bitcoin for the Bitcoin yeah. corporation. It's and just there's people that try, but it's like Bitcoin has its own plans. You totally. Know? It obeys different laws. It doesn't obey like the law of one man or a few men. Yeah. It's it pretty, it'll, it obeys the laws of uh, physics. Yeah. Like even Sailor. I mean, you can't get a better like pitch man than Sailor. And it's like, yeah. it's not like when he opens his mouth, it jumps up five grand. It right. does what it's just still doing what it's doing. It's yep. pretty interesting. So you heard about it pretty early on. Um, yeah. And uh, to the point early on enough where you were basically getting free Bitcoin back in the day. Yeah. Which is fucking was... awesome. I was dabbling in faucets and then like I was doing own pretty much exclusively like DJ gambling <laughs> for my birthday or somewhere close to there in, in 20, God, I want to say 15 again. Yeah. It was whenever like that spring it went down, it crashed from yeah. like an all time high of 1500 or something like that. And yeah. then I like crashed way down to, uh, I was like watching it cause it was like hovering and going down toward 420. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to buy when it goes below 420, you know? And I think I hit it at like 390. I got like, I put 50 bucks in or something. Right. Like, all right, here we go. Cool. I'm like, I, that's a Bitcoin. And I just fucking, I played poker with it. And, um, are there still Bitcoin like gambling sites? Yeah. You that's kind of like, badass. Seals with clubs is oh, one that, uh, I still play. It's like a ghost town nowadays, but, uh, <laughs> They accept Bitcoin in that uh, Bcash nonsense that oh, uh, yeah, never yeah. worked. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, there was this. Um, the thing I liked um, early on, it didn't really 
last long and i don't know if it ended up being a rug pull or what exactly like a lot of this stuff in the early days there's just like it's not documented or whatever you know mm-hmm. like people moved on and then the threads never got archived and right whatever it's just like lost to time like if you remember it you remember it and if you weren't there you can't fucking find anything about it anymore but there was this thing doge cade uh <laughs> and in fact it was like one of the first five episodes i did of bowl after bowl was like with the with the developer behind doge cade uh i'm pretty sure insomniac was his name hmm. and uh it was just this little arcade where you could with dogecoin play uh battleships battleships <laughs> like they had oh this battleships God. game and they had like a rock paper scissors and some other just dumb shit you know but you right. could just play games of chance against other people and um win or lose your doge so i i liked that a lot and I used to do that all the time. And all of the all the Doge I got there was from faucets. You know, I never paid US dollars for Doge at all. I never oh, sold right. Bitcoin for Doge. I just I just got it out of faucets. And it was funny because this has always been like a weird niche like cyclical interest for me. Mm. Like I got into it like the that was the biggest I got into it until maybe a year and a half ago when I mm. like really woke back up and podcasting two point started. Yeah. But like that little time for a while I was like doing that and then I just kind of got bored and like forgot about it. Mm -hmm. And then when Elon was pumping Doge and it was like zooming up Mm. and I was like, what in the fuck Dogecoin really? Like (laughs) it's worth like some kind of actual whole number of cents. Like what? (laughs) And I looked it up and I pulled my wallet history up and like there was the faucet payouts from years before and they paid like, 2800 doge per like drip you know so i had like three faucets in there for like you know five thousand doge or something and oh, i'm like wow. so i was like it's 58 cents fuck this shit like it's gone it's bitcoin now i turned into bitcoin <laughs> and you know i gave some to podcasters and you know that's the best possible outcome with a with an altcoin yeah and i still i like even this last round that i first like that's the danger for me. Like I remember I have Bitcoin and then I'm like, Oh yeah, it's gone up and I'll like spend some of it. You know, and I'll be like, like I'll get like, Oh yeah, get some pot seeds or something. <laughs> or I'll be like, Oh yeah, let's put uh 10 million sats on Trump to win the election in 2020. <laughs> that didn't go well. <laughs> that kind of shit. You know, I'm just like, well, I could, I, I could DJ and gamble with it, make more. Like, no, uh, no, awesome. that never has worked out for me. traditionally. <laughs> I like that you're uh, you're uh, you're creating a circular economy, dude. Most, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're the first person I've talked to who's like, yeah, I mess around, I spend, I do. Like that's, that's interesting. Well, that's like another thing about it. Like, um, it was after that election cycle, and then podcasting 2.0 rolled out, and um, I started listening to all of them, made my show like value enabled. And then when I set up a node, I had to do enough research and I had to do enough learning just to get the node working. Right. I had to read enough shit that I really had to grow up. Right. And I had to think about stuff like in more of a meta way and a more mm-hmm. of like a big picture way mm-hmm. and just say, wow, like what's the future? You know, the future isn't gambling every four years on a presidential cycle or like <laughs> playing poker and like, you know, losing your ass. 
in a night because I also uh, I took it to some fucking slot like not all of my doge I sold at the peak like a little more than half my nut I like lost in a casino <laughs> after tripling it oh man I took like half my nut when I found out that I was like I was like holy shit like I don't have this much money in my bank account but I have this <laughs> much money on fake internet money so I was like I took it to a casino I tripled like this fucking I was like I'll just put half my nut in whatever tripled it up then i'm like talking shit on these chats like yeah dog is up i just tripled my nut and then just fucking like over three more hands after bragging about it just lose everything oh no and then i'm just like like you're just forced to like rethink all your shit and just be like dude what the fuck are you doing like, <laughs> this isn't like you can treat it like it's not money it's not real or you can treat it like it is yeah and be responsible and grow the shit you know like yeah. there's a future there's clearly a future here do you enjoy and, gambling in, in general? Like, uh, in, like, do you go to casinos? I like it, but I mm. don't like allow myself to super indulge. Gotcha. I've been to casinos three times ever. Mm -hmm. I want to say, I think that's right. Uh, maybe just two, either two or three. I actually only might've been two. First time I ever went to a casino was my wife's birthday and we were feeling fancy. <laughs> And uh, we were still in Columbia, so we went to Boonville is like the closest casino. And they have, I look a pre Boonville. And we went in there. We had bought like, we went to the boot store and I got like this fancy hat and some new <laughs> boots. And uh, then we went to the casino and we were just like, I was like, you know, like 400 bucks or whatever. Like, you know, you, you always pick a number that you're just willing to set on fire. Totally. <laughs> uh, and then you fuck around in the casino. And so she played some slots. Everybody in there is like spending their like pension check that came. Oh, man. Like we were the youngest people by 40 years. Oh, wow. Most people were like in their 70s or older, but Jesus. there might have been like some younger 60s in there, maybe. <laughs> it was like, I was like, there was already kind of this air of sadness, you know, <laughs> in the casino. And I was just like, wow, that's the first time I've ever been to one. And there was a few different tables we played around at. One was a blackjack table where they have blackjack plus like three hand, three card poker. So like you're playing 21, but then you also have a poker hand going. Whoa. So you're guaranteed to lose like at least one of the games that you're playing essentially <laughs> is how that works, uh, which I kind of found after playing like three or four times. I was like, oh, okay, I get it. So like if you're trying to win 21, you get fucking your poker hand and. Uh, vice versa very it's kind of yeah exactly it's like <laughs> one of those things uh i played a couple other i like watched craps but i was like nah i can't really get behind <laughs> this um roulette same thing i kind of watched the table but i never put chips down because i'm like, like what's the strategy there you know yeah, yeah i'm sure there is one i'm sure like that's the thing like uh there's some people like like norm mcdonald's <laughs> guys i respect the most who's just like the dj gambler guy totally um he's who, who, who could probably tell you like oh, i got a system for the <laughs> yeah, roulette. there's yeah. a system you know and it's like all right cool like i don't want to know that you know gonna <laughs> be down even more but there was this one game that i could actually jive it was the first game i played and then i played a few others and i came back to this table it was uh it was like three draw poker or something like that um just this typical five card poker hmm. so i could understand the rules at least and right. the way it works was 
there was four different betting cycles and there was like a casinos fuck you in so many ways and here's one of them one of them is the five dollar minimum bet right so the five dollar minimum bet happens at the ante plus every hand or every round excuse me so every round you play so in order to play you have to put a five dollar bet at the ante which is actually what your multiplier is that's what you're winning off of plus you have to set five bucks down on the table in front of you to get your initial five cards so really, at the end of it, it's a $20 minimum, but the minimum's five. Huh. And you're only actually multiplied on this chip up here, this five. So I sit back down at this table. I play a few hands. Um, they give you five at the beginning. You can ante five bucks more. You can ante the minimum again to draw up to three cards for round two. And then you can ante one more time to draw up to one card. And there were jokers in the deck, which weren't fully wild, but what they could do is they could help you complete a flush or a straight, or they could be an ace. So they were kind of like almost wild. Jokers were almost wild. But like if you had two queens and a joker, you didn't have three of a kind. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Gotcha. So I played a couple more hands. I'm like ready to go. My wife, uh, Lorian, she was like spending the rest of uh, the chips that she had on this slot machine. And, like, when she was run out of slots, I, we were just going to go. And so I put uh, another 10 bucks down. I get my five cards. I pick them up. It's two aces and a joker. So I've got three of a kind right off the bat. I'm, like, in good shape. You know, I'm like, all right, cool. I'm going to win some money on this one no matter what. Like, 50 bucks is coming my way or whatever it was. Or I guess it would have been 20 or something like that. But you get your money back plus the three to one on the – five dollar chip or something like that Mm. so i was like all right this is great uh i slid the lady two cards i andied in slid the lady two cards and i was like just give me two more aces and we can get the fuck out of here you know (laughs) just kind of being jovial (laughs) she's like okay uh takes my uh cards that i discarded throws me two new ones i look at them it's a joker and an ace oh shit so i'm sitting there with five aces it's the highest hand you can have at this game pays 500 to one i'm like thank you i just said thank you and i put my cards down and i put another chip down so you got to ante for that third round mm. but i didn't give her a card and she was like no nah, you you sure you're not gonna draw one more? you don't you get one more draw i'm like no i'm sure <laughs> she was like let me see and so like i'm like all right like i show her and she's like put those down put those down <laughs> i was like all right you're the one that fucking said show me you know like i'll put them down like just just deal this shit out and count my chips out man like i'm a big fat winner here and so yeah they, it was like a uh, five dollar bet got me 2500 bucks at the casino and that was the first time i'd ever been and they got to count your chips out they got to come and make you be like an aisle member oh, and get God. a membership card they take yeah, taxes yeah. out of it beforehand <laughs> all of that kind of shit like they're bringing me like a 1041 or whatever the fuck it is like Jesus to sign christ it was epic and i'm just sitting there they're like you want to play anymore and i'm like nah fucking way, man <laughs> yeah, i know how you guys real. are like i'm done <laughs> and they took forever counting my chips out like just real slowly and they gotta count they gotta have a guy come and like verify the deck and all this shit um Jeez. And so then they just like, looking for me, any reason to take it back. 
they asked me two more times and finally I was like, fine, I'll play a couple fucking hands while these chips are getting counted out. I ended up winning like 60 more bucks playing, <laughs> you know, just like a little bit, but just like, I was like, all right, like while I'm hot, if you still want me, man, like, <laughs> uh, but that was a great day. That's, and then I got invited to a poke or a blackjack tournament after that, the same casino. Hmm. And we just went because there was a free buffet with it, you know. <laughs> so we got the free buffet, and uh, the poker tournament was set up in a way that you pretty much just had to go balls to the wall aggressive because it was like a hundred guys, and like the top chip count advanced to the next round. So you pretty much uh, just had to be like splitting and doubling down on everything in order to have a chance to kind of, you know, right. advance. It was like extra reckless strategy was the <laughs> only ones that were winning, you know. So just didn't really work out for me <laughs> but uh which was fine you know it didn't cost us a dime to go back the second time we ate some fucking shrimp off of the thing and <laughs> got out of there you know nice. and then yeah i don't really go to uh casinos man because i know that i'm bad for it you know yeah 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 you your your eyes lit up i got i, I got a buddy could, you remind I, me of <laughs> uh, yeah i i know i could do it man that's the problem and that's why at first when i found like these cryptocurrencies that i was mm. like oh well this is like not really in my bank account so i can justify like losing everything because it's not really real to me you know like <laughs> yeah. it's still kind of like <laughs> you know totally it never I can was flip real it to me. and double it and yeah, yeah. yeah. like send it for me to here like look at <laughs> yeah. it go i can click on this button and i get more for free anyway so you know like <laughs> it was just a different mindset for me yeah so what uh so podcasting 2.0 comes out yeah you set up your own node you do your research and uh what what made it click for you what made you decide that this is real this is money this isn't something to be fucking around with i suppose it's not really it's hard it's not really one thing mm -hmm. it was a number of things but a lot of it was just the different signals that i was getting and um different people that I heard kind of talk about it and further my understanding a little bit more about it. When Adam went on uh, orange pill with uh, Max Kaiser. Yeah. Uh, that kind of opened my world up to like the maximalists and all of those uh, totally. kind of arguments. I'm a big and orange I, pill fan. Like uh, Max Kaiser to me, he's just like, I just could jive with that. And I yeah. totally, on the flip side, I can understand why everybody who hates him does or like <laughs> yeah. thinks he's a clown or doesn't take him seriously. But I can respect that kind of stuff. Like, um, you know, I've got a lot about of that about me mm. where I don't like my aim is not to be taken seriously or like held up as some kind of fucking guru mm. dude. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. that's not who I am. It's not what I need in my life either. Like, um, I like to i don't know like it's it's cool to it's all right to play the fool you know it's it's totally fine like i'll yeah, be yeah. the idiot before i'll be like uh the guy that knows everything about anything like totally and i think that um that's not really the uh the same thing that max does max mm -hmm. does claim to be like the guy that knows everything about anything mm -hmm. but he does it while like wearing sunglasses this big like elton john and like this big orange bow tie or something you know totally. like he does it while while being an absolute over the top like uh clown in a lot of ways like and i mean clown in the technical sense of totally. like what what clowning is right so 
um i kind of can like i can understand and appreciate that sort of art and that sort of you know nuance yeah and um and the message behind like what he's actually saying which totally. was the silver bullet stuff you know mm-hmm. and the this just the sort of like huge ball confidence behind what he's saying like nobody else is putting their nuts right on the table like like guys like that are right um and the some some have you know like uh do kwan did that <laughs> he it wasn't very fucking sustainable you know do kwan did that for like five six months oh you know man. do kwan wasn't out there flexing balls for like five six years being like uh you know god himself can't strike me down that kind of shit you know like yeah do you think that most, piece of shit's going to jail i don't know maybe on a long enough timeline or maybe he pays the right people jeez what a scumbag yeah i mean that's like a lot of these guys like that's what i let's see the contrast in. you know the maxis mm. are all like blah, 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 blah. like anybody else in the crypto space that does that like just gets knocked down so quickly like right. where the fuck do they even go where do they yeah. go well it's like they're talking they're basically all that shit's like just another app you know like on the fucking sure. app store like it's that's all it is it's like yeah on Amazon web servers and you know, you're the flavor of the month and mm-hmm. you peak and then you never have a second, a second uh, all time high against Bitcoin ever again. Like right. there's only one that's done it. I just listening uh, to the breed love podcast today. There's only one that's done it and it's uh Dogecoin. Doge, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause they had a silly second pump, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and that Elon. was the time, like it was so loud and such a, hellish pump that i was like dude i gotta sell the fucking coin yeah, and then and then there everyone was like oh it's on coinbase who's on and that was like the death now yeah, you know that was Jesus. like the, once it was on coinbase it never hit like it like listed on coinbase at 24 cents you know? <laughs> i think it's like six today oh my god six cents something like that and it'll never be back, you know? Like, it'll never be back. Yeah, it's it feels feels like the party's over for sure. Yeah, I, you but know. Sheba, if Sheba goes to a penny, bro. <laughs> I feel so bad because all the fucking, like, corner store guys here have, yeah. like, Sheba, Sheba coin, like, posters and shit. Yeah. And I want to be like, dude, just buy Bitcoin, man. Please, for your family. Yeah. Oh, man. I, it's uh, rough, you know. Everybody's got to go. That's what, a, you know. I, I heard you earlier talking about like what I tell people now is this and that, and I was interested to like hear how much you really do of like evangelizing anymore because when I when for podcasting two point first started, mm. I turned the note on, and then I just wanted all the all my podcasting friends to do it too. It was yeah. like you guys like this is the way, this is the future, like totally come on do yeah. it do it I turn just it on got my like, set up a couple months like, ago get the flow going like mm-hmm. and um then i had to start like overcoming objections mm. which wasn't something that i'm not able to do right but it's it's hard it's yes. it's, it's hard emotionally because you have this investment in your friend right Mm-hmm. And you have this investment also in the coin and in, in what you believe the future is going to be and like right. how the protocol works and all of this. And so they're all tangling with each other. And then you have this thing that you really can't actually explain. Like nobody can really actually explain it. There's some people that are like real fucking good, mm-hmm. like Gigi that we had on the show uh, 
uh, a, a month ago. I think he's one of the better guys to like really actually talk deep concepts in simple terms. I'll check but it even out. even still, like it's still, it's just this it's so radically new and so apart yeah. from anything we've had before that it's extremely hard to explain. Until like we had to just we had to just boil it down to the simplest stuff and then just keep saying it. Like we, yeah. we one of our memes that we keep uh, going with is get in the car and drive. That's what we suggested to people. <laughs> Cuz a lot of the pushback was well, I want to try Bitcoin but I don't understand it enough. I feel like I don't understand it enough. Right. And you know what? I've been running a node for a year and a half. I feel like I still don't understand it enough. However, totally. I've been running a node for a year and a half. Yeah. And uh, number keeps going up. And I'm stacking <laughs> sets, you know? So, like, I, I told people, like, your car, you wouldn't wait until you know how to rebuild a transmission to get in your car and Ooh. drive it to the grocery store, right? Like, and And how are you going to learn about a car? Are you going to ask a mechanic to pop the hood and, like, point at stuff and explain <laughs> it to you? Or are you going to, like, flip through the owner's manual and just read it for cover to cover? Or are you going to Google about cars and watch YouTube videos about cars? Like... None of that actually teaches you how to take your car and drive to the grocery store. You got to just get in and do it, you know, yeah. and you're going to be clumsy at first probably. But hopefully, you know, you got somebody in the passenger seat who's done it before and who can, like, tell you what you're doing wrong when you do it and, like, keep you safe and get you to your destination. But then eventually, you know, you get more confident at driving. And turns out you, like, drive for 80 years and die peacefully never knowing how to rebuild the engine or like how, <laughs> how a catalytic converter works you know right. yeah and that's okay good, that's like, a good way fun. to explain it i the the thing i got hit with just recently was um it's bad for the environment oh yeah and my go-to my go-to was well you probably heard that it uses a ton of energy, right? It uses more energy than a small country. Sure. And that's the one thing that everyone's heard. And I'm like, well, it, th I love that this is true, that uh, washer dryers use more energy than Bitcoin. And it's the only reason you're, you're even thinking about energy yeah. usage, because you never think about energy usage for anything else you use or do. Mm -hmm. Cause why would you? Yeah, and we yeah. could all we could all jam a plunger into a five gallon bucket and hang our clothes on the back line, you know? Like we exactly. could do that. For, yeah, it wouldn't be cost prohibitive for anybody to do that. It's far cheaper than a washer dryer, but yeah, exactly. No one's doing that shit. And once you drop that on them, you you kind of make them realize, like, oh yeah, everything does use energy. Obviously, mm -hmm. like people don't think about where the electricity coming out of the wall is coming from. No one does. No, I didn't, absolutely I didn't before kind of, I mean, I did it to, on, to some extent, but not like, you know, I wasn't worrying about where it was coming from. Let's say. Right. Yeah. Um, well, you can tell just alone by like the big push of electric cars solve, I don't know anything Yeah. that uh, nobody's really like thinking beyond Totally. just the car you know i know it's so it's like weird. there's this there's this big picture thing of like all right the energy still comes from somewhere and the battery still comes from somewhere yeah yeah and have uh, you seen what's... those mines they're pretty yeah. fucked up looking yeah i love this i saw this old clip it's like 10 years old so it's it's not quite as cool as it could be but it was like i can't remember which com it was like the something leaf uh when that came out that whatever it was the honda or 
I don't know. I don't oh, know which yeah. one it was. But it was, they were making this huge deal about it and being like, it's so amazing. We plug it in right here. And the one, <laughs> this one uh, uh, journalist who's like asking actual questions, he's like, well, where does the, where do you get your electricity? Where does it come from? And the CEO of the company is like, oh, we get it from such and such company. And he's like, no, no, no. But like, what kind of what what's the fuel yeah. source for that electricity? And she's like, oh, uh, I don't know. And then the, the CEO of that electric company happened to be there. And he asked him and the punchline of the video goes, oh, yeah, we're 95 percent coal. It's nice. just like you're burning coal to power yeah. the electric car that going makes back to you the think steam engine, essentially, coal. essentially. I'll say again, sorry, I could talk. It's like we're going, they're going back to the steam engine, essentially, only like just by a trick of accounting. Totally. Like that's, that's what's so gross about the modern world is it's, I feels like it's all that. Like, well, it's it's like there's big innovations, Mm. but then there are also these forced steps backwards Mm -hmm. in, in the name of progress, you know? And Mm -hmm. that's, that's what it always is when it's forced by some other like hidden agenda. It's not really progress. Like progress will happen. We just relax and all move forward together. Like nobody wants to pollute the entire world and kill it. Duh. Yeah. We can't live on a planet that we kill. Yeah. Like nobody is pro killing the planet. (laughs) Nobody. Even the people who joke that they are, are joking. Promise. (laughs) but you know nobody thinks past that they just get this emotional like talking point in their head and then that's all there is it's Mm -hmm. just like that over and over and over again Mm -hmm. and nobody wants to take the time to like separate all these things out and the nuance of all of it and just kind of like try to come up with some solutions going forward totally i mean and the exceptions to that a lot of them are in the bitcoin space it's kind of crazy you know it's wild how it intersects with so many other uh, important decentralization topics like uh, the food supply chains. Yeah. You know, a lot of Bitcoiners are into homesteading and yep. uh, sustainable beef, beef. beef initiative. Yeah. 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 And, it is interesting that a lot of, and in a lot of ways, um, like a lot of the, a lot of those, um, what do you call them? Um, why can't I think of the word? Um, oh God. Oh, it's gonna drive me crazy. I don't know. The uh there's like the just the the political belief of like uh uh your sovereignty first. What is that? Uh libertarian. Like libertarians, yeah. A yeah. lot of the libertarians, when you start listening to their arguments, you're like, Oh, that's kind of like a leftist ideal. Yeah. Like the way you're talking is like yeah. you're you're worried about other people and wanting other people to be like safe essentially. Yeah. And you know, a Democrat, a typical, I don't know, New York city lib would never be caught dead. Well, that's the thing. Man. Those people, which is depressing because they could easily liberal get used along. To, liberal used to mean something incredibly different I than know. what it means today. It's wild. Like a classical liberal, like a, like a Jeffersonian liberal, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. uh, liberal liberty. Like yep. that's what it was. It was freedom and freedom for everybody, not just freedom for li- the powerful. And yeah. people try to pretend like this country was founded upon the opposite of that concept. But mm-hmm. no, like just because it started off on a different balance of where the power was, like this country was founded upon everybody being created equal and everyone yeah. having an equal share in the thing of their future and their destiny. You know? Yeah. And now yeah. you want to like everyone wants to rewrite history and say, well, it was this, it was that. <laughs> and the problem 
and as we've seen in like many dystopian novels, they had us read growing up to like kind of try and teach us this mm-hmm. is the problem with that revisionist history is it becomes effectively true if yeah. enough people believe it and buy into it. Dude, like history can be rewritten yeah. for a society yeah, because it doesn't matter. If everybody believes something, then it might as well be true. Like what's the difference? Yeah, that's what's so scary to me about like media narratives and stuff. Like you can make people have a, an emotional reaction to something if, uh, if, if, if you get enough people to have a specific emotional reaction to a specific thing, you're, you've it might as well be true like you say it's yep. really freaky when you start looking at it like that um, yeah it's terrifying man yeah it, and it's, it's and that's a, that's another kind of uh reason why decentralization i think will save us all and yeah. why bitcoin was designed so beautifully to survive like all these attacks is because totally. you decentralize everything so the power really is equalized the mm-hmm. power really is in the nodes mm-hmm. and then uh, and the, in the miners in conjunction with the mm-hmm. nodes, you know? So there's like a separation, sort of like our government was separated into three branches, you know? Yeah. And then uh, you incentivize everybody to do the right thing. Right. You say, all right, well, if everybody plays correctly, then everybody wins. Wins, yeah. And then if one person tries to hijack it, mm-hmm. if one person thinks they can take it over, they have to maintain that total dominance forever yeah. in order for it to be like worth a shit. Yeah. Right? It's or pretty like, genius. Like the, even the dreaded 51% attack that everyone always like theorizes about, like, mm-hmm. and like that would take, you know, uh, at the current hash rate, like it would be impossible to pull off the, only thing that you would be able to do if you were successful is a you would have to keep it going for eternity after that you would have to maintain your 51% attack forever mm-hmm. and uh in for a reward you would be able to essentially double spend which means you would essentially be able to just bounce checks you know it's right. not like you would you still wouldn't be able to take anybody else's coin right that's interesting it's yeah. not like you would just suck everything out for yourself and you know like you yeah. can you would you would essentially get to the part where you can write checks and then they bounce but then you get them confirmed you know right right so like and the amount that you'd have to waste in order to get to that point or the, like the attack that you'd have to mount is so unachievable <laughs> that uh it's kind of funny to like even kind of game theory it out you know right and i think that everybody kind of in bitcoin once you explore these different vectors once you explore like all right what really would it take like what really is going on here and I'm, and then i can like look at it at any time i can go to the mempool i can pull up the clark moody moody dashboard and i can look at like uh what the blocks are and what the transactions are and you know the difficulty adjustment all this shit you know like it's alive it's this thing that's like yeah. just churning away all totally. the time doesn't give a fuck yeah it's about badass. all this about all this craziness going around um well listen i i gotta wrap up unfortunately yeah no worries uh, we gotta man. do another one we got more to talk about i think sure time kind of um, flew man yeah it did it did i uh i still have some work to get done unfortunately no worries man i know how that goes yeah but uh i'll have you on again and again soon uh this was fun yeah thanks so much for uh I, I just heard your donation on no agenda and I was like, oh, I'll reach out and see Sweet. what's up. So yeah. 
That's awesome. So cool, man. That was my plan. I'm hoping to, I'm going to do it again soon. Hopefully get some more uh, get some more nights on here. Nice, cool. And become one myself soon. There you go, man. Hope <laughs> to see you at the round table very soon. Yeah. I'll be excited. Hell yeah. Do you have meetups around you? Yeah, I yeah. organized the Kansas City meetups actually. The next awesome. one's going to be uh let me see what the calendar says. The 29th. Sweet. No, 23rd. Saturday the 23rd is our next one. Very cool. Very cool. So, is there anything you want to shout out before we uh, wrap up here? Um just head over to bullafterbull.com and if you're a podcaster yourself, uh, build a node. Yeah, for it's real. It's the way. It is the way. All right, that wraps it up. If you got value out of this podcast, send us value in return by going to www.extremely.live slash donate. All donations $10 and above are counted as a production credit and you are credited live on air and on the podcast and we read your note. And do me a favor, text our URL to a friend, www.extremely.live. That would be extremely helpful. All right. Have a good one.